Hello everyone, this is Kelly Beard of KarmicTools.com and this is your weekly forecast for November 5th through the 11th of 2023. So our quote for the week says, A new perspective comes from changing your field of focus. Deep breath. This week is mostly Mercury with a little Venus and Mars thrown in for good measure, but it is quite lengthy and intense again. So usually when we get these back-to-back weeks like this, we get a little breather after that. So let's hope next week is a little lighter. Although I don't see how because it'll be the Scorpio new moon. Meantime, let's jump into what we got this week. Our first activation falls on Monday the 6th with Venus trining Pluto. Anytime Pluto is involved, the intensity levels go up and you are able to hear, feel, and sense your soul self more clearly than usual. Venus brings up that which is most important to you personally, your individual values and priorities, where your relationships and resources are concerned. This is an easy angle, making purification and transformation smoother than usual, too. So what are you ready to change? How have your values and priorities changed completely in the last year or so? Use this activation to deepen your connection with those you love most and allow or encourage the relationship to evolve to a totally new level. If you're working on your relationship with money or self-worth specifically, then this activation is a good time for prayer or ritual that supports positive change and your vision for the future. Pour any intense emotions or revelations into art of any medium or do a vision board, but give expression to the depths you recognize as coming to the surface of your conscious awareness. This energy tends to intensify relationships and or emotions. You may feel extremely drawn to someone, emotionally as well as physically. You may feel the intense need to express your love, mentally, emotionally, or physically. And this energy is great for bringing deeper insights to the surface, which ultimately should strengthen any relationship. A new relationship started under this influence will usually have an intensity about it, as will any form of creative expression, artistic or otherwise. Pluto, honey, ain't no joke, but at least with the trine, it's ease and grace with this transformation. So we like that. Same day, Monday the 6th, Mercury trines Neptune. This energy activates your creative process and intuition. You may catch yourself unconsciously drifting aimlessly, but a better use of this combination is to open to other realms for ideas and information and play with it, free flow, see where it leads. It's not the time for pragmatic analysis, but more a time to explore the infinite possibilities available to you, as well as what's going on in your own consciousness. You may be more sensitive than usual, opening yourself to information and awareness that isn't always that readily available. Remember to keep good boundaries when opening like this, and if you have to be around people, try to maintain the mystical, creative vibe that this energy is best for. So two trines. Trines are ease and grace, absolutely. But they're also the kind of activation that if you don't consciously co-create with, it can pass you by because it's so easy and smooth and just slips on by. It's kind of subtle, let's say. Then on Tuesday, the 7th, is our Scorpio Gate of Power, the cross-quarter and final season in the eight sacred seasons. So before I dive into this, let me just reiterate that winter, spring, summer, fall are quite a bit of movement and action and change and choices and things to do. And we're all pretty familiar with that turn of the season and the activities that it stirs up. But at the midpoint, six weeks between winter, spring, summer, fall, that midpoint is the gates of power, which are represented by Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius, the fixed energies. So this is where we 
pull back where winter, spring, summer, fall is solar. I mean, we're following the sun no matter what, but they're more outward and more having to do with your public persona. Whereas these gates of power are more lunar. We work behind the scenes. We turn inward. We check in to make sure that we're on track with that outer season, right? So here we are at the midpoint between fall equinox and the new year of winter solstice, which kicks off a whole new round of eight sacred seasons. So the Scorpio gate of power is number eight, appropriately, and the final one in the season when we do closure and we access the ancestors. Most of you that have been around me for a while know that this time of year is always ancestor season. Even before I hooked up with Ye Ye, but now it's a full-blown religion. It's the Yoruba tradition and practices and rituals and ceremonies that I'm really into and that I did for many years on my own. And I'm just so grateful to have a community to do some of this powerful soul work with, you know, so we do it together. Nobody's ever alone. We support each other. It's a beautiful community. And this season, it is time for honoring the ancestors. Like I said, anyone that's gone before you, time to prepare for several months of inner self-work. Again, this is when we start withdrawing from the public, start cleaning our houses, preparing for the new year. Time for honoring that which is complete. Okay, this is the final season of the year. We want closure on aspects of being or the world. Time when the veils between dimensions are thinnest, easing communications. Time to prepare for the seasonal shift. This hemisphere is winter, so it's time to rest and replenish. Time for honoring the end of a cycle while glimpsing the new cycle about to begin. The Scorpio Gate of Power, cross-quarter, Samhain in the Celtic tradition, is all about honoring the invisible assistant. This completes the eight sacred seasons of the solar year. You've done all you can do for the last 10 plus months, and now you must surrender. You have been intuitively guided and completely supported the whole time, whether you were aware of it or not. All seasonal shifts call your attention to balance and remind you to periodically tune in to your heart, mother nature, and great spirit. This is the time of year for closure within and without. The cross-quarter seasons between each of the solstices and equinoxes have long been considered to be gates of power, a threshold that offers access to other realms of existence, other dimensions which are relevant and connected to our third dimension. During this time of year, reflection on the past and rumination on the future co-mingle. The angels, ancestors, Orisha, animal spirit guides should be honored and will be more accessible for communing with at this time of the year. You can ask for their guidance on the lesson and purpose of certain events or experiences of the past year, and you can ask for guidance on how to proceed during the upcoming year. After completion, clearing, and release, it is an especially good practice to take time to sit with the empty space for a period of time. This is an infinitely potent time in between, a place also referred to as the sweet spot in agriculture which is the very thin membrane between seed and new life. Plant your seeds of the future during this dark time and be still. Listen, invite life back to you. This six-week period prior to winter solstice has the longest nights, implying rest, work behind closed doors, and moving through any darkness. It is time to restore strength and prepare for the light's return, Ashe. When things will again begin to quicken. I love this picture of the phoenix, for Scorpio, Scorpio represents the most potent time of the year. 
Some say Scorpio is ruled by Mars. What do you deeply desire when it's ruled by Pluto? We ask, what are you willing to sacrifice to have that desire fulfilled? Are you willing to sacrifice fear for love? Doubt for faith? False pride for true confidence? Skepticism for critical thinking? Poverty consciousness for infinite gratitude? Groundless low self-esteem for knowing who you are? I say we can give all that up. For what we get in return, it's so worth it. This is the time when the life-death life cycle is at work, highlighting the area of your life where you may experience an ending and subsequent new beginning. It's time to honor the dead, which can apply to friends and family who are no longer on this plane of existence with us, although their essence never dies and often becomes more accessible at this time. Or it can also apply to your being, your creative projects, cycles in your life that are now complete. In between a completion and initiating a new cycle, project, or part of yourself, a timeout, rest, reverence, reflection are all highly recommended. Also, this is the last of the eight sacred seasons of the year when indigenous cultures and people who honor Mother Earth celebrate each turn of the wheel, each cycle. This is the season between fall equinox and winter solstice, so there's an element of harvest still going on. However, now it is more about surrender and rest in preparation for new life. Same day, I'm having the Gate of Power fire ceremony. This is my first full year with this crew of doing fire ceremonies from my house. Last year, I tried to do it. I think I missed two or three out of eight because of weather or timing or whatever. But this year, we did every single one, and I'm very happy. And this is the one where it's open to the community. It's a free event. Invite your friends. The suggested donation is $22. We are very appreciative for those who support the cause of informing the world about these energies and cycles and things that I'm into. I'm so grateful to to have you all in my community. We're going to do it at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, which is earlier because of sunset. Here we go with those longer nights, shorter days. It'll be on Zoom so you can see the fire pit and hopefully an altar or whatever I set up. It's always unique and different every time because I just grab whoever's asking to be part of the ritual that day. In addition, of course, to the standard things. But I love getting together with you all and this will culminate a wonderful year of community. So join us there on Tuesday evening. Wednesday the 8th, Venus enters Libra until December 4th. Venus, which represents our values, priorities, resources, love, art, beauty, and culture, in Libra, which is balance, reciprocity, and relationships, is a time to restore balance within your being and to develop a new sense of self-worth and self-value. This is an opportunity to renegotiate the terms of your primary relationships and determine what is no longer important to you while preparing to go deeper. If you align your priorities within your own being as well as within your primary relationships of now, then it will make the deep dive into the potent Scorpio energy more productive and less debilitating, which it can be for some. When Venus is in Libra, it is time to assess your priorities and reestablish balance with a cool head. Remember, Libra is an air sign. What's fair, just, and worth it for you by your own definition? It's time to take an honest look at how you, your life, and choices affect those closest to you. And you want to reflect on how effective your choices actually are or have been in attracting your heart's desires. Remember, Libra is the lesson of balance and reciprocity, which must be considered before taking on the Scorpio lesson of karma and creation. 
Otherwise, you only create more karma and creations to clean up along the way. Venus will always remind you that you are what you attract and you show the universe what you value by what you spend your primary resources on, time, energy, and money. So use this time and cycle to recalibrate things consciously and look for new ways of relating. Ashe. That is what we're supported to do. The very next day on the 9th is our Venus moon contact, which was really potent in the Venus circle. If you missed that, you can sign up to get the replay. It was pretty juicy. So we're still on the 8th with Mercury sextile in Pluto. This energy provokes the need to delve deeper into the ideas or information being presented at this time, whether personal or professional. You will want to dig deeper, ask the hard questions, and gather insights that are more profound than usual. This is what happens when Pluto gets involved. Now it's involved with our thinking and relationships this week. In your professional public life, you may find yourself doing better on proper pre-planning and due diligence. While in your personal private life, you may find yourself digging a little deeper into your own mental patterns and personal history that have led to now. As you make these connections and begin to grasp these new insights, they will begin to gain traction and you will become more grounded in your own truth and story. We all get excited about those kind of aha moments and you may find yourself wanting to share them with others who may or may not be ready to hear such deep truths or have the conscious awareness to even process them. So remember to use some discernment around who and when you share these newfound insights. Deep breath. This is where we get a little too deep for the average Joe. Now we jump to Friday the 10th when Mercury will enter Sagittarius until December 1st. When Mercury is in Sag, we get a little more philosophical and start to search for the meaning of the year that we just lived through. We now have the processing planet in a processing sign. So we are also integrating all that we learned in the last year so that we can claim it as embodied wisdom. Once you've integrated all the aspects of life that have evolved, you can start to look for the potential of the new year. What good ideas can you anchor, build on, and expand in the next year? You are supported to believe something completely new and dream a little bigger than you usually allow yourself to dream. Expand the vision for yourself, for your life, and for the planet. Tell a new story and use December to dream it up. I love it. But here's the note, y'all. This is the warm-up to the next round of Mercury Retrogrades kicking off 2024. I know you don't want to hear that. It seems like yesterday we just came through the last one. But that's what happens. Mercury retrogrades pretty much quarterly. So we get three to four of these a year, which I think is a good idea to give the mental body a break three to four times a year, especially in modern times with all this technology and AI and invasion of our privacy and our minds and hearts and everything. Ooh, it's deep, ain't it? So this is the warm up to the next round, which will be activating fire and earth signs in the new year. So we have already been going through a process. Mercury went backwards in all air signs in 2021, awakening new thinking and new ideas and concepts, but it was hard to ground anything. 2022 brought air-earth combo, which began to introduce new possibilities for grounding and structure, and we got a little more clear. 2023 brought that consciousness into real time and the body by moving through all earth signs, helping us to finally begin creating forms and structures. Now, going forward in 2024, as, as we move through the earth and fire combo, we get inspired and begin to flesh out those ideas so that we can share them with others. Right now, as it moves through Sag, activating an improved vision, it will then retrograde in Capricorn so we can recalibrate our ideas and their viability before fully committing 
And once it goes direct in Sag, we can start activating that vision. So here are the dates to remember. Mercury enters Sag today, November 10th, enters Capricorn, December 1st, retrogrades at 8 Capricorn, 12-12, very powerful day. Also is the new moon in Sag and the monthly money pouring ritual. That date's going to be a big day. It re-enters Sag while it's still retrograde on 12-23, right before Christmas. And then it goes direct at 22 Sag on January 1st, the first day of the year. Thank you, God. Starts off with Mercury Direct. Then it re-enters Capricorn January 13th and doesn't enter Aquarius until February 5th of 2024. So we're looking at three solid months here that Mercury's lingering in Sag and Capricorn, in fire and earth in the mutable and cardinal family, which means we're processing and making choices and decisions. This is a big deal. And like I said, it's just the warm up. So you'll hear about this as we proceed through November and December and January. I will remind you along the way that this is the processing we are supposed to be doing. We're actually having that event December 7th. So I'm throwing it in here, but of course you'll get many opportunities to register for the monthly community event coming back in December. I only took October and November off because I was doing ancestor work and I'm still doing ancestor work, but we're going to get to it because we need to cover this Mercury retrograde. So December 7th will be that event. Join us there if you can. Also on Friday the 10th, Mercury is going to square off with Saturn. Now that it's in Sag, we're in the mutable zone. Saturn's living in Pisces. That means anytime any planet is in Gemini or Sag, it's challenging Saturn, the reality planet. So let's just be mindful. We got a whole year and a half of that to go. If it's in Virgo Pisces, it's still working with Saturn, but it's in an initiate, integrate kind of way. Not necessarily as challenging as the choices and changes we're forced to make. And in the processing zone, we should be working on our consciousness. This energy is good for deep self-reflection and intentional solitude rather than negotiating with others as that can create challenges around communication and self-expression. It is easier to feel misunderstood when trying to convey something or you may seem a little down to others when it's more of a serious, not necessarily negative vibe. This is not usually good energy for business negotiations unless every detail is very clear to all involved. This energy often makes you most critical of yourself, but it could trickle over onto others as well. Basically, Saturn helps you see where any weakness and instability is going on. So you're recognizing what needs to be fixed or fortified. And Mercury can actually be useful for learning. Beware of a tendency toward apathy, pessimism, and or depression. That's Saturn and Mercury, which makes it more mental than literal. Try to stay focused on all the blessings that you do have and all that you have accomplished instead of what's still on the list of things to do in life. This energy is not intended to make you feel bad about the things left yet to do, but encourage you to begin the necessary steps and be okay with small measures of progress for now. This energy tends to make you focus on the practical side of manifesting. So clear the mental distractions and emotional debris and begin to lay a new, clean, solid foundation beneath your goals. Then strategize about the details of bringing them to fruition. That will cheer you up too. Deep breath. Saturday the 11th brings Mars opposite Uranus. So this is what I meant. Most of the week is Mercury activations with Venus and Mars as bookends. So we open with relationship Venus and we close with who you are and what you want, Mars. So let's just feel into that as we navigate. 
Mars opposite Uranus. This means Scorpio and Taurus are at it. This and 11-11 is a very powerful day. So this is a mixed blessing. On one hand, this energy can bring on impulsive reactionary behavior. You can have sudden outbursts of anger or frustration with a strong need to be free from whatever you are perceiving as a limitation or holding you back, person or circumstance. The best use of this energy is to consciously direct your energy to free yourself from any restrictions, self-imposed or otherwise. This is a time when you will be extremely motivated to do whatever it takes to live freely, by your own definition. Do not suppress this energy as that will only make it blow up in your face at the most inconvenient time too, I promise. Use this activation to check yourself and determine what you deeply desire, what your definition of freedom really is, and what you're willing to do to live a more authentic life. Ashe, deep breath. And of course, at the bottom of the blog is my Astro Tarot reading. That's kind of a two for one. Good for your birth chart or your cycle check-in. For those of you who have already gotten it from me, we do a check-in and catch up with your cycles. And if you want to share the work that I do with other people, this video invitation to my Soul Sister Circle is the best one to share with people who are asking kind of what kind of work does Kelly do? Because it's got a little bit of my story and what I'm up to with this work. So I love to share that one as well. Don't forget about the Scorpio posts that are also in there to give you the energy of the month. And I hope you can join us at some of these events along the way. Reach out if you need to. And I hope you have a fantastic week. This is Kelly Beard of Karmic Tools signing off.